0: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I, I don't know
1: why, but like I'm excited about Christmas, but I'm almost equally excited about the cold weather that's coming. And I don't know what that means. <laughs>
2: that's the same part of you that looks out on you know a, a gray, cloudy day and says, oh, it's so beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and it's true. It is.
2: What do you mean? Because so- who looks forward to sub-zero weather in Pittsburgh? Seriously, you and like three guys. I don't think in so. In all of Allegheny County, there's two and a half million people nope. that live here. And it's you and two guys. My guess
1: is your husband does.
2: No way. I bet I, he no, does. I you have to ask
1: we- him tonight. All right, I'm going to ask him Because we're like-minded on a lot of I'm things about weather. I'm going to ask him tonight. Not-
2: who wouldn't be excited about the cold weather? He, who would be excited about the cold weather?
1: <laughs> what? <are> you- <laughs> I just think it's cool. Like we're all going to freeze our little patooties off here
2: right? and so let's but i can't wait for it
1: i think it's cool it's a big change you know uh, there's a change in the weather i like it gary you excited about it <laughs> i think you're insane yeah
3: thank you, <laughs> thank
1: what's, you. what's wrong with 20 something that's fine exactly It's nice winter weather but when you get to like seven that's just cool i mean you know i like to go out what the if yard. you still had to walk your dog no well yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm on the couch right bad foot and all anyway thanks for being with us today it's the is it today tuesday
2: today is tuesday, tuesday John. I'm yeah happy to tell you it is tuesday very nice and okay. it is the 20th of december the 20th
1: tomorrow's so you, an excellent day as well yes yeah, so it's the got, shortest day of the year it is which means the 22nd we
2: are on our way up boom I we are like headed it. into the light i like it from that
1: day forward until june 21st
2: super exciting oh it's so I nice know. we're just getting better and better each day
1: i think so too <laughs> thank you
2: <laughs> our fan feels the same right. way
1: here's to cold weather and headed no, towards the light The cold we Really seriously.
2: I mean, what is this? Because you don't have to go anywhere. That's why you're just so excited about it.
1: I don't know. I just like the idea of it. I mean, I,
2: I, doesn't that scare? Does that you, make you nervous in any way?
1: A little bit. Of course, you wake up in the like at three o'clock in the morning and you go like the dad. You know, first thought is, is someone in the house? And now is the furnace on? Mm-hmm. Right. You worry about those kind of things. Right. Furnace is fine. I had the guy come and check it. Okay. So we're in good shape. Okay. Anyway. Excellent. All right. So news stories?
2: I have some things to share.
1: All right. Big news day here. I think there was a lot going on here. All mm-hmm. right. On this holiday weekend. It wasn't so. hard to come up with four things, I'll Very tell nice. you that. Without further ado, Calf, please give us the top four at four.
2: For Tuesday, December twentieth, John twenty twenty two. That's today. That's yes, a I'm gonna begin with number one, if that's all right. Number one. Mm-hmm. Number one, Jenny. Ukraine's President Zelensky made an unannounced visit to the frontline city of Bakhmut today, rallying troops on the country's deadliest battlefield as Russia intensifies efforts to seize it. Russian forces, including the Wagner private military company, have been fighting for the eastern city for nearly six months. Both sides have poured troops, tanks, artillery into the city. Um, they're saying that the trench warfare—what's going on there—is similar to the trench warfare that went on in World War One. Can you imagine how, how difficult that must about be about that? Oh. The visit to Bakhmut shows how Mr. Zelensky has presented himself, according to today's Wall Street Journal, as a wartime leader close to his soldiers, in contrast with Russian President Putin, who hasn't visited his troops in any frontline position since launching the full-scale invasion of Ukraine almost 10 months ago. You can read the whole story, which is lengthy, in today's Wall Street Journal. Number two. A 97-year-old woman in Germany was found guilty today of aiding and abetting the murders of over 10,500 people at a Nazi concentration camp and given a two-year suspended jail sentence. The verdict came over a year after the trial, which could be the last in Germany for Nazi crimes, began. According to CBS News and the court's criminal chamber, Ermgard Fjörkner worked as a civilian typist in the Commandant's office at the Stutthof concentration camp near the town of Gdansk. She was convicted of assisting those in charge of the camp from 1943 to 1945 with the systematic killing of thousands of inmates. About 65,000 people died there. The camp was notorious uh, for a lot of things, including its deliberate lack of care for prisoners, and most people who perished did so from disease, debilitation, or mistreatment. She worked directly for the commandant. Um, he was imprisoned in 1955 and then released five years after that. So he never served a sentence. Uh, her trial began. She was 1990 in uh, when she was 96 years old. And as soon as she found out she was going to be arrested, she went on the run, disappearing from her retirement home. After a warrant was issued for her arrest, she was picked up by police. Um, The proceedings took 40 days. And at the end, all she said was, quote, I am sorry for everything that happened. And I regret that I was in Stutthof at the time. That's all I can say.
1: There's a lot to be said about this story. She was tried in juvenile court.
2: Because she was...
1: 18 at the time.
2: 18 when she was working there. Right.
1: And there are a lot of people who object to this. They they, they call it persecution because this was known back in the 50s that she was there. And, you know, the trial was delayed until, what you said, just this past year.
2: hmm
1: Anyway. If, and she's 97. If your parents or your anyone you knew or loved was murdered in the...
2: Several people, who, several people who testified against her in her trial passed away during the proceedings. Mm-hmm. They were very aged people, right. and they said, this is what I saw.
1: And what you said is true. This is probably the last trial. I mean, everyone's 98, 99, or 100. I mean, right. how many more people are going to be alive here?
3: Right.
2: Number three, Sam Bankman-Fried, who is facing charges in our country following the collapse of his crypto company FTX, is willing to waive his right to deny extradition to the U.S., says his lawyer. The lawyer expected Bankman-Fried to return to court at some point this week to make the decision official, at which point he would be flown to New York. If you remember, he was arrested last week in the Bahamas after federal prosecutors filed an eight-count indictment against him. He is 30 years old. He has been held in the medical ward of the island's Fox Hill Prison after an application for bail was denied when the judge said he's going to be too much of a flight risk. A U.S. government plane is waiting to fly him back from the Bahamas Where he was living, John, are you ready? In a $30 million penthouse while running FTX until it collapsed in a $32 billion bankruptcy in November. And not only his criminal charges, but he faces related civil lawsuits from the SEC. Crypto. It's from APC. Sounds like a big
1: scam, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, people. Do you know people who lost that. money? I do know, I know, who I know lost people money. who
1: lost money too. How about Major League Baseball with the umpires with the FTX badges? Oh, I I'm,
2: didn't know that all season long. I'm going. What is FTX? Right, you're asking. Yeah, yourself. well,
1: what is that? What is that? And Major League Baseball was, you know, in cahoots with this guy.
2: Maybe they went and like stayed at his place in the Bahamas.
1: Oh, the lost money. Well,
2: that was only three.
0: That's what. Yeah.
2: Yes, because John's. Because
4: you're going too that's long. That's because
2: John's. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't say anything. My, all right. The last thing I'll say. All is right. In, Hold on. Okay. I'm ready. What hey. Number four. The National Weather <laughs> Service says it's going to get really cold, and John's going to get super happy. I'm excited. The weather service office in Moon predicted between one and three inches of snow for the area, mm-hmm. um, and that will be expected to fall in the days ahead of Sunday's holiday, and should stick around at bone-chilling temperatures. And that's your top four at four. You sure? Yeah. Not that's a second
1: it. too soon. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we we'll take a quick break and come back? When we do come back, we're going to talk about the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, Joseph. Charles Camosi will join us in that conversation. Stick around. We're Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM, WORD.
5: 101.5 W.
6: A powerful king, a helpless baby who would be king, and the greatest power struggle in history. You ever thought of Christmas that way as a power struggle? John MacArthur takes you beyond the familiar
7: details of Jesus' birth and reveals compelling truth that can transform your worship this Christmas. Be here for John's study, the birth of the king, on Grace To You.
6: This is John MacArthur inviting you to listen to Grace To You every weekday morning at 7 a.m. on 101.5 Word FM.
8: This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-419-2387. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-419-2387. 800-419-2387. 800-419-2387.
6: That hailstorm really did some damage to the house, honey.
2: I know, and so close to Christmas. What are we going to do?
6: Well, you know, our neighbor Eric said Bachman's Roofing helped him with his insurance claim and walked him through each step of the process.
2: Maybe we should call them, too. Eric's wife did say Bachman's are local storm expert. Can we
6: ask them about saving with solar roofing? I think that's a great idea. Call Bachman's Roofing and
9: Solar at 412-744-8390 or go to pittsburgh.bachmansroofing.com.
10: The students and staff at Trinity Christian School would like to wish you and your family a very merry Christmas and a happy new year. The birth of our Savior is truly something to celebrate, something to share. It's also a time to find rest, to be with the people we love. To remember those we miss and anticipate good things to come. For unto us a son is given, unto us a child is born. He is here with you, always. From your friends at Trinity Christian School. The
0: Christmas Mortgage Miracle
10: is back and bigger than
6: ever. For
8: five years, the Christmas Mortgage Miracle has made it possible for you to win next year's Mortgage or Rent.
6: This year, we've raised the grand prize to $18,000
8: to pay for next year's Mortgage or Rent. Increase your opportunity to win when you enter up to once per day and complete optional bonus tasks.
10: Trinity Jewelers presents the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Enter today at wordfm.com.
1: Holy Family, Joseph, Mary, the baby Jesus. We're about to head into, of course, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Charles Camosi is back with us to talk about this. Charlie's been a regular guest on our show over the years. He's professor of medical humanities at the Creighton University School of Medicine. He also uh, has written a couple of books we'll talk about. But, Charlie, welcome back to the show.
7: Hey, guys. Great to be with you again.
2: Charlie, I know that you have done a ton of uh, reading, writing about life, uh, prenatal life, uh, postnatal life, uh, life for the elderly. You know, your your love is your family. Um, so, I guess I'm curious as to how you do you look at Christmas differently than the rest of us.
7: <laughs> well, I guess egg-headed academics tend to look at everything a little bit differently than <laughs> the rest of the normal world. But um, but today, I was just thinking as I was doing some writing. About, I mean, if we're just imagining ourselves along the journey that the Holy Family is undergoing right now, Mary is obviously very pregnant at the moment, right? And they're trying to find a place, and it just it just caused me to think about the intimate relationship that Mary had with Jesus, obviously being a mother, but being the mother of a prenatal child inside her body who was God, right? I don't, I mean, I don't know how often you or your listeners stop to think about that. I. I've stopped to think about it once in a while, but it really hits home now. I mean, Mary's blood and Jesus' blood intermingled with each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the, uh, the idea that uh, you literally had God inside you and what, what Joseph must have thought about all this, it certainly was. It certainly wasn't a typical family experience,
1: that's for sure. No, it wasn't. And, you know, you you wonder about those times. Of course, I'm sure infant mortality rate uh, was skyrocketing. You know, Mm -hmm. people, babies died on a regular basis. But there's Mary with the assurance that God is with her. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, but does she
2: have a, I mean, I don't don't know. I mean,
1: she was visited by an angel. Yeah. So you would think that she'd be uh, even as young as she was and as perilous of a journey. Heck, she's
2: riding on the back of a donkey. Uh, Okay. But you've had significant spiritual experiences. I'm not saying it's the same, but, and then you doubt, (laughs) I've done the same thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess it's just up to conjecture, but Charlie, how much do you think, I mean, how assured could she have been?
7: Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it just calls on us to speculate a little bit. I used to teach a class called Animals, Angels, and Aliens Beyond the Human and Christian Thought. And one of, in one of the sections on angels, we just talked about how different the worldview was, right? I mean, the idea that angels were pretty much everywhere and were giving you messages that you had to heed. So it's, it's really diff- difficult maybe for us contemporary modernists to imagine what that's like. But again, you, you guys mentioned like, hey, we've all had maybe spiritual experiences. We hear the voice of God or some sort of, deep profound sign but then the next day happens and something else happens you tend to forget about it and then all of a sudden you're you're confronted with the kind of doubt again so what must they have they've been thinking (laughs) as they get to the place to register and there's nowhere to stay and mary could have the baby at any day um yeah and i don't know i was thinking about what i would talk about with you and i i don't know if you guys are this way around the holidays but i am the consummate planner right i make lists upon lists Mm -hmm. upon lists that annoys the heck, heck out of my wife right these are th- that we have to do everything in this order and this way to get ready for the big day. And, <laughs> and, 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 in this, and in this story, right? In this story, how many times does an angel come back to say, um, you know, those plans you had, uh, you better change them because this, uh, this new thing is happening. God is doing this new and surprising, even seemingly ridiculous thing. God's doing that in your life. And so you better throw the plans out. So that's another thing i thought about with the Holy family and with Joseph and Mary is like, Man, oh, man, I really am not in the Christmas spirit. If that's the Christmas spirit, if the Christmas spirit is like waiting for God to kind of show you the way, even if it might not conform with the lists or the plans that you have. But that, again, was the experience of the Holy Family. Yeah.
1: And you know, of course there 's no trip advisor there 's no holiday inn there 's no you know b and B or anything like that but but you know, so as they had the courage to move forward, right, the angel says this, they go, okay, especially Joseph going, yeah, uh, really uh, okay, you're a virgin uh, uh you know, the surrender of the <laughs> right, moment right right i right, 'm just going to surrender to this because i 've got no other option than, than to move forward."
7: You imagine the—I mean, it's maybe it's—it's it's more difficult for women. I mean, women can maybe think about this, but imagine being a man, and the love of your life, either just married or about to be married, it's kind of ambiguous in scripture, and she's pregnant, and you know you have not had sex with her, right? I mean, what—what what must that do to your world? What, I mean, it just totally rocks it. And then all of a sudden, a—an angel comes and says, "This is of God," right? Or, or later in the Christmas story, we find out, oh, you know. Um, you're supposed to uh, – you think you're going back this way. Uh, it turns out there's a homicidal maniac killing all these kids. Uh, you know, go back to, back this other way, you know. So Joseph, again and again, is one of those particular people, I think. Joseph, he, he kind of gets short shrift, I think, sometimes in the Holy Family. He yeah. has to do – he has to put his whole plan on, on hiatus multiple times. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I like this because truly, Joseph you know, in the story, like a lot of guys – You know uh he gives his best and then he just kind of fades away there's not really like you know an asterisk or an addendum to joseph's life you know he he presented you know he gave his absolute best but then no one really talks about joseph at some point it's just kind of like okay good job and then he's gone and then of course mary and and, and jesus pick up the thread as they should but Joseph, like I, I think what you're saying is true. It, it is kind of short shrift, but like, a, like a lot of good guys, mm-hmm. honorable and strong mm-hmm. and true to their word, he did what he had to do.
7: And interestingly, his masculinity is presented as submission to the will of God. It's not this sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, hyper masculine male who's going to decide to form life in his image and mm-hmm. figure it out and everything is going to conform to him. No, his his. His responsibility is very clear as a man in this situation, yeah. and it's. I love to think. I love to think about his raising Jesus to understand, help Jesus understand what a man was. And in a Catholic tradition, I'm not sure about other traditions. The tradition is that one of the reason we don't hear from Joseph later in the scriptures is because he was pretty old, actually, when he, he uh, got married to Mary and when Jesus was born. And. And he probably died fairly fairly early on in Jesus's life, especially with life expectancy back then, especially for people who were hard laborers like um, carpenters who were out in the hot sun all day working. Um, and it's 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 all we're talking about the Holy Family. Um, it's it's actually so pretty sobering and interesting to think about Jesus losing his foster father, right, his adoptive father as a, as a fairly as a fairly young kid you know it's it, when we pray to jesus right um, about people we've lost i often think about jesus knowing mm-hmm. the pain of what it is to lose lose a parent if that's in fact what happened
2: dr charlie camosi is with us he's professor of medical humanities at the creighton university school of medicine you can check out several of charlie's books including his most recent book bioethics for nurses a christian moral vision um Charlie when you do you do anything in your family particular that is different than American culture because you have kids that are from the Philippines?
7: (laughs) Yeah we have um, something in fact tonight called Timbonga Bay there's several nights of celebration leading up to um, Christmas and our family is responsible tonight and well, did you know it? There are several lists and things they need to get checked up on. Uh, that's why I'm out and about. I couldn't be on Zoom with you today because I'm trying to get some of those uh, checked off. But, um, but in, in many cultures, it's it, and not just the Filipino one. The lead up to Christmas and especially post Christmas is a multi-day affair, right? It's not just a sort of one-and-done event as it is. I think in most of the United States, yeah. there's all these debates, right? Like how much to keep your tree up, how long to keep your tree up after Christmas. Do you wait until, you know, the Epiphany, or how, you know, all these things? But this is certainly one thing in the culture I married into. Christmas, the lead up to Christmas is a is a multi-day um, celebration. For the first time, actually, since the beginning of the pandemic three years ago, we had this big blowout with the Filipino side of my family. Um, you know, our our house is packed to the gills. It was way too hot and sweaty, <laughs> but we were all having fun and it was wonderful. But um, for the first time in three years, we're having that party again. And I, and one thing we're going to do this mm-hmm. Christmas, I think, is um, is everyone's going to send us a picture of something good. You know, there's been so much negative over the last three years. Send us a picture of something good that's happened to them over the last three years. We're going to have it kind of one of those rolling you know, reels of pictures you can put up on screen Love throughout yeah. the day. So, yeah, so that's, that's, that's one thing we're doing. Oh, that's
1: wonderful. So, Charlie, then um, end how we sort of began here just a little bit ago. The Holy Family. I mean, just to, just to say that the Holy Family, that that means so much. So much has been talked about, preached about, written about about the Holy Family. that The template is there, that there's a mother and a father and God in the middle. That's a powerful thing for us in this crazy, topsy-turvy 21st-century world we're living in.
7: That's right, but sometimes I think it's it's important to keep in mind that our version of family, say in the you know the the 2022 version of whatever Americans happen to think about a family today, yeah. is not necessarily what was going on then, right? It's a, it was a again topsy-turvy, very unusual. You know, God comes to us in the mess. God comes to us in the places that are disrupted. Right. That was a very disruptive type situation. And so maybe that's something we can think about this Christmas is. And I certainly just think about it is, you know, if there are disruptions, if things don't go according to plan, if there are things that maybe seem even horrible right at first, um, you know, God can be found in the midst of that, too.
2: Amen. That's Dr. Charlie Camosi. Uh, check out, I don't know, I mentioned the, the last most recent book, but I, I really like Resisting Throwaway Culture. You can also look at Beyond the Abortion Wars. Charlie, you know we love you. We do, Charlie. Um, and we wish you a super happy, merry, sweaty Christmas with all of your, <laughs> yes. with all of your immediate and extended family.
7: Damn. Damn. Send me pictures. I want to see yours, too.
1: Okay, okay very good. Sounds good. I will. Merry Christmas, Charlie. Okay. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Fifty years ago, the Immaculate Reception. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that in just a bit.
2: This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home.
4: So it was movie night with my nieces, and we're watching Santa Claus 3. I'm more of an original version guy myself, but hey, it's Christmas. In the movie, Jack Frost hijacks a Santa suit and turns the North Pole into an awful amusement park money maker. And the only thing I could think was, Jack must really be struggling with where credit card interest rates are right now. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And this time of year is often when we get the most phone calls. Let's be real. It's easy for Christmas to deck our credit cards more than we prefer. And right now, credit card interest rates have gotten crazy frosty often three to five times higher than mortgage interest rates, which is why we're seeing family after family taking advantage of the recent home value boom and cashing out some of that newfound money sitting in their home to consolidate their debt, get rid of the nasty credit card trouble, and even set some extra aside for the road ahead. If you're curious of your options, we are United Faith Mortgage.
6: United Mortgage Corp, in New York. And I'm 1330. That's the way Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. You're not who you were 25 years ago.
10: Your life's more complex. People change, families change, and the law changes. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and & Hagerman. And a proper estate plan should keep up with those changes. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer, someone who's really good at making complex concepts sound so simple so you can protect what's yours and to ensure that your will is done. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law.
9: There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text local to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters.
11: Got issues with youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit, offers more than a thousand free online resources for youth and high school sports coaches, parents, students, and administrators. Visit PCAdevzone.org.
5: Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, 101.5
4: WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo.
9: Hundo P. Hundo P. Adjective. Short for being 100% sure or certain. As in, if we get a puppy, I'll hundo P always walk it. <laughs>
2: You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council.
6: Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low of 20. Tomorrow, periods of clouds and sunshine with a high 37. Tomorrow night, becoming partly cloudy with a low 22. Wednesday, some sun, then turning cloudy with a high of 44, and Thursday cloudy with a little rain, and a high of 42. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
1: And so, it came to pass. Hmm. Actually, quarterback Terry Bradshaw came to pass, but bear with us. This is a story about football, culture, and religion, so it seems right to begin with some biblical phrasing. Thus, Bradshaw barely got off the pass, which was deflected in a collision between defender and receiver. Everyone thought the game was over, except a hustling fullback, Franco Harris. He made an improbable shoestring catch, raced into the end zone, securing the Pittsburgh Steelers' first ever playoff win and the start of a long dynasty. It was 50 years ago, this Friday, December 23, 1972. And to say wow. that it changed the city of Pittsburgh would be mm-hmm. an understatement. Mm-hmm. It is enshrined as one of the, the the greatest play in NFL history. And Myron Cope, if you were fortunate enough to be alive when Myron Cope was alive, the legendary sports uh, caster on WTAE and 1250 Radio, he heard from a, a caller. And the caller said, my boyfriend just called me from a bar after the play was over They dubbed it the Immaculate Reception, which was a play on the Immaculate Conception. And that was it. It began.
2: I, of course, don't remember it. But when you talk about it being emblematic of the city, it's like, you know, scooping success Out of the bowels of failure, do you know what I mean? Like the resurrection of a city uh, out of the the smoky depths. Perennial losers. Exactly. Into some light-filled future. I mean, yeah.
1: Now, the game wasn't televised, right? No, I don't think it was was televised here. And Mm -hmm.
2: so all the people who say they watched it probably didn't. No. Unless they were present.
1: I mean- I was alive then. Of course, I don't remember Remember it. it. I mean, I was, you know. You didn't care. No, it really wasn't. No, the Steelers were always a second thought. I mean, pirate baseball ruled the day in the 1970s.
2: It's hard to believe how much things have changed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't even picture a world where pirate baseball was eclipsing Steeler football.
1: Well, they won the World Series in 71. You know, they were perennial. And
2: then 79
3: again.
1: Yep. And throughout the 70s, they were always in the playoffs, it seems. So everybody was a Bucco fan. But seriously, I mean, you know, you get off the plane at the airport and there's the, st- the statue of Franco to this day. I mean, uh, Franco probably has not bought a meal or a drink in this town. In oh, 50 I know. Years. I know. Everybody wants to see Franco. Yeah, for sure.
2: Right? Yeah. You tried to steal a seat.
1: No, no. I, I tried to steal uh, Mrs. Joe Rogers, Rogers seat. <laughs>
2: seat. And, he t- and he and he told you. to.
1: No, he but... said, nice try. <laughs> Thanks, Franco. And it really, it was an innocent thing. It like, was, yeah. It's a whole it other not story. not like we were
2: trying to do it. Right. Uh, a story for another time. Uh, but big doings uh, during the Steeler game, the NFL is going to make a big deal out of this celebration. Good. It'll be the first number ever retired by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Franco. Uh-huh. Number Real. 32. First number ever. First number ever hard retired. hard to believe.
1: That's very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll take a quick break. When we do come back, making room in Advent. Devotions for a series of wonders, a season of wonder. Let's straight ahead on the ride home. Pittsburgh's Christian talk it's Word FM
5: 101.5 Word FM W O R D.
0: The Christmas story is one of hope and redemption. And this week on a new beginning. Pastor Greg Laurie brings a series of holiday messages designed to remind us of the greater gift of salvation built into the story of the gift of God's Son. Tune in for important encouragement this week on A New Beginning. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030
6: on WORD. Have you found the perfect gift for everyone on your shopping list this Christmas? If not, you might consider the gift of a good night's sleep from the original Mattress Factory. This is Greg Truszynski. Our Factory Direct business model allows us to provide a better quality product at a better price than mainstream mattress retailers. Also, because our beds are hand-built in local factories, there's an added benefit of supporting a local business. Stop by and gift someone special with an original mattress factory bed that they will enjoy for years to come.
0: 45 years of God's Word. The Word of God is going to show me where to go and where not to go. True. If God is not in absolute control of all things, who is? Wisdom. Obey God. Leave all the consequences to Him. Watch Doctor Stanley anytime on Local Now throughout your day. Your trusted source for biblical teaching. In Touch Plus streaming free on Local Now. Go to
10: intouch.org/plus to find out more rhema christian school is a private school in moon township serving children in preschool through eighth grade recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a christian worldview and academic excellence Rema aims to develop the whole child spiritually physically mentally emotionally and socially Rema is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders also offering programs for homeschool families accepting enrollment now for the current school year and opening soon for the 2023-24 school year visit
0: Mortgage Miracle is back and bigger than ever. For
8: five years, the Christmas Mortgage Miracle has made it possible for you to win next year's Mortgage or Rent.
6: This year, we've raised the grand prize to $18,000
8: to pay for next year's Mortgage or Rent. Increase your opportunity to win when you enter up to once per day and complete optional bonus tasks.
10: Trinity Jewelers presents the Christmas Mortgage Miracle sweepstakes. Enter today at wordfm.com.
5: We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
0: Protect your computers, tablets, and smartphones from hackers by looking for secure Internet addresses that begin with HTTPS. It is an indication they are protected by a secure encrypted connection. Only encrypted websites can help secure your Internet communications and act as your first line of defense against hackers. A public service message from the Consumer Electronics Association.
1: Here we go. All right. Well, uh, we're... There we go. We're efforting for our next guest.
2: Yeah, we're going to be talking to Betty Dickinson in a couple minutes. But looking at her uh, new book that hopefully we're going to be able to talk to her about soon reminds me, John, of the effect that, and I I don't mean to be highbrow about this. I mean this in a very regular, day-to-day, normal person way. The effect that art can have on us.
1: Okay. So I'm looking at this this piece, Making Room in Advent. And do you remember, I mean, all of us have these images of being with our mother and looking at like I remember I had a picture bible. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Before yeah, 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 you could yeah. even read. Yep.
3: Sitting on yep. your mother's yep. lap
1: and, and there was the picture bible. Right. And the story was told for you. Yes. Right?
2: Yeah, or it's told to you. Right? To you, yes. Yeah. And you didn't have to it wasn't, it wasn't, it, I was going to say it's not about filling in the blanks, but it kind of is about filling in the blanks. It's about using your imagination to go along with what we know of the story. Which I is think that's where art can step in.
1: Often more powerful in the, in the written word, right? I mean.
2: Certainly sticks with us. Your own mind. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Betty Dickinson is with us. She's an artist, a writer, a speaker. She invites audiences to connect with God through visual parables of the spiritual journey in her ministry, and she's got a beautiful workout right now called Making Room in Advent, 25 Devotions for a
2: Season of Wonder. And Betty, welcome, back
1: to, the, welcome to the show.
3: Hey, thanks for having me.
2: Our pleasure. Betty, this is a lovely book. Uh, we actually heard about it from one of our listeners, and um, I, I just looked at it today, and it's just a, a really beautiful thing Talk first um, about you. what role you think art has in how people, especially people who believe in Jesus, uh, process.
12: Hmm, that's a great question. You know, as somebody who I tend to work in the area of spiritual formation, and so I care deeply about how people are transformed. How does that process even happen? And one of the things I've been learning in the last few years is that, um, Neuroscience research in the last 15 years has shown us that we actually process information from the right side of the brain to the left. And the right side of the brain is things like your emotions, the imagination, but it also holds the space of encounters and relational connections. And so as I was thinking about really how to help foster or facilitate a space where people could connect with God and be transformed, I wanted people to get into the right side of the brain first, since that's where we connect with God. That's where we uh, use our imaginations and our emotions. And I'm finding, even in my creative work as an artist, when you know each devotional in the, um, in the Advent series and making room in Advent, it starts each day with a painting. And I did that because I wanted people to have that kind of experience through the art in a way that could really just hold space for them to hear from them uniquely. And I think that the arts have such a beautiful way of doing that, of just creating that moment, creating that space for people to encounter that in a unique way. Um, and then after that comes the, the text and, and further reflection with words.
3: Yeah.
1: And, and so Betty, I'm sure you, as an artist, you see this all the time, right? People who would say, well, I, I really don't know how to pray, or praying makes me uncomfortable, or, you know, the, everyone has various aspects of how they engage or not in prayer visually you can't help but not be impacted by something that you see whether you're conscious mm-hmm. of it or not mm-hmm. you're you're sort of you're praying along the images that you've created or you know images that you've gone through the the ages of advent mm-hmm. or christ they're so striking they do something to the to the psyche and to the heart
7: yeah
12: that's right you know juliet Benner wrote this fantastic book called the contemplative vision and what she says is that physical door physical seeing is a doorway to spiritual seeing Hmm. i think she's right and i think that leans into what you were just saying is that there's something in what happens when we see something that if we are attentive and open to god speaking to us that way we can behold him at any moment through something that we see you know whether it's out in creation out on a walk or you know uh, through a painting and I think it just can be this beautiful holding place where sometimes when we're praying, we don't have words to express or to pray. And I think that the visual component gives us a language that's beyond words. That's a relational uh, language that we can really lean into um, so to then, pray in the Yeah.
1: Then, Betty, do you think that you're unusual for an art, to be a visual artist, but also in your work, um, making room in Advent, you've also written prayers. I mean, you know, you're on both sides of this.
12: Yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to really help create a full-brained experience for people, you know, because I think the visual language gives people a chance to encounter God in a wordless way. uh, And also in the right side of the brain even connects us to our bodies. And that's why I also incorporated the breath prayer at the end as well. But then the words sometimes also give us words for what we cannot figure out how to express. You know, if you've read something and it resonates deeply with something that God is doing in your own soul, that helps you give the language to describe an experience that you've had. And so that's part of the reason I, I felt that the two, you know, the, the word and the image can go together in similar ways that, you know, God's word became flesh uh, in the person of Jesus. You know, God was not content to just speak about who Jesus is with words, but he showed us who Jesus is through an embodied person. And um, yeah, so that's just my desire to do that.
3: I love it.
2: Betty Dickinson is with us talking about her new book called Making Room in Advent, 25 Devotions for a Season of Wonder. Uh, Betty, this is from day two. Um, This is the story of Zechariah and his wife, Elizabeth. I'm just going to read just a little bit here and just ask you to comment on it. Uh, You write, I can only imagine what it must have been like for Zechariah to wait and pray for decades for a son. His very name means Jehovah has remembered. But had God forgotten? Zechariah and Elizabeth must have cried out countless sleepless nights for God to answer their prayers. And yet here he is, an old man, childless and full of shame, waiting in silence. Mm. I ache with them here. you write, I know what it feels like to say all the right prayers and do all the right things, mm. but encounter God's silence in the face of my longings. Um, comment on that a bit.
12: Yeah. You know, I think for one, I've had seasons in my life similar to Zechariah and Elizabeth of infertility. I, you know, my husband and I, we had a couple of miscarriages and we had a long time of, of waiting before we got pregnant with our son Isaiah and there's something also about pregnancy that there, there are things you can control but in a lot of ways it's outside of your control and that itself similarly tr- just really helped me learn how to surrender to God in the midst of my waiting even to bring him the ache and longing to be pregnant but also in other ways too for example as a, as a woman in ministry and as somebody who is a creative you know, I think that I had dreams, even like this book, to release things like this into the world, but went through many seasons where there were just closed doors or it just wasn't the right time, or I would try to put myself out there and it was like there, there just wasn't the opportunity. Um, and I just feel like in, it was in those seasons of kind of ache and longing that God refined me and prepared me for the season that I'm in now, which is, you know, sharing about the work a lot and in conversations like this. Talking with you, Uh, but I just, I love that the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth gives us just an opportunity to hold space for seasons where we do experience waiting and longing and ache and that it's not always resolved. It doesn't always look pretty. We don't always know the end of the story or when or how God is going to answer our prayers, and so I just love being able to enter the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth in that way. Particularly in times where I experience that ache, so I hope and pray that for the the readers of this book as well.
7: Lovely. We're talking
1: about making room in Advent, twenty five devotions for a season of wonder, Betty. It's such a beautiful piece. I mean, your your work as an artist, it, it just jumps off the page. And, and I I wonder about that, when you uh, sit down or stand in front of an easel or where wherever you start to to work. What is that like for you? Can you, can you describe that? I mean, do you come uh, with preconceived notions of, of the scene or the people that you're ab- about to put? Do you pray before you do this? Is that, you know, over spiritualizing things? Um, can you talk about inspiration or, you know, lack of inspiration and how all those things swirl around you as you get ready to create?
12: yeah well it's again another <laughs> experience that's sort of wordless so it is it is hard to put words to the experience i mean i will say particularly with this work i spent a lot of time in the scripture meditating on luke 1-2 and just asking god what he wanted me to see through the text what was part of the story that needed to be told in a painting in a form that way and you know, sometimes I'll get an idea in my mind that there's there's something in the text that's really drawing me. And uh, in, in a lot of ways, artists talk about inspiration as almost enunciation moments. It's where, like the Holy Spirit through Gabriel, you know, came to Mary and asked her if she'd want to partner with God to birth Jesus. In similar ways, artists, that's a little bit what like inspiration is, is this this sense, this call, this invitation to lean in and to explore something with God in the studio for me or on the page. And it's a willingness to be able to also surrender and say yes. And so often in the creative work, you know, I may sketch out some ideas, particularly of, you know, there's a lot of streams of white, a lot of movement around if I were to depict what I can see and sense the Holy Spirit may visually be doing in that scene what would that convey, but also the posture of the figures. So I'll sometimes sketch something, but often in the act of creating it, it is a, a process of surrendering to God and even surrendering to the work itself for what it wants to become. And, and the way that the, the, the paint is to take shape and in the initial layers, it's acrylic and water on the, on the surface. So it's clayboard is the name of the surface. It's not, it's not a canvas. It's actually a, play mixture that's you know mixed up and painted several layers on a masonite panel and I sand it down so there's a lot of layers of water and acrylic Mm. on the board moving that around and and I'm often just paying attention to what is the paint doing what is it wanting to do and then after a few layers of acrylic I will then put the oils on over that top as a stain and that's where a lot of things come to the surface that you know, just like when you stain wood, you see things that come up that you couldn't see just when it was bare wood. And so it's often a mystery and often a surprise to me as I'm painting of what the what the painting is doing. And so, yeah, so it's often just this beautiful back and forth where sometimes I will have an idea that I'm exploring and leaning into. And then sometimes the paint and I feel like the Holy Spirit will surprise me with the direction that it's going and it's a back and forth. And I do sense most of the time when I'm painting just a sense of communion with God mm. and that it is a very prayerful process. And I do, you know, I, I don't think it's over-spiritualizing it at all. I do pray over my studio and I do um, just kind of often play worship music in the space mm. um, while I'm, you know, before I get started painting. So that's that's sort of what's involved in the process.
3: I love it.
2: The new book by Betty Dickinson is called Making Room in Advent, 25 Devotions for a Season of Wonder. Betty, um, we want to thank you for being with us today and for sharing this wonderful work. We We want to thank uh, Rebecca, our, Rebecca our listener, who uh, let us know about this. And we're really happy to have met you, Betty. Merry Christmas to you and Hello. your family. Beautiful work.
12: Yeah
1: for having me our pleasure truly it is making room in advent 25 devotions for a season of wonder seriously the artwork is gorgeous and then the, the prayerful prose that goes along with it help your advent season
13: Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marcia from the Spring House. You have a special event coming up in your life, a shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods, then it's time to give the Spring House Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm-fresh catering from the Springhouse.
14: Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season.
10: meet brad brad's hard at work or at least his website is ever since he added live chat with salem surround brad's customers are getting their questions answered 24 7 website purchases have gone up 35 percent and they're over three times more likely to buy from him again no bots just real people helping real people live chat one of the easiest most affordable ways salem surround can increase your business while you do other things or nothing at all Ask us how
6: at surroundpittsburgh.com. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and
7: Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you miss the Life & Legacy show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life & Legacy show.
1: We talked earlier this year um, about the, a bishop in a church in New York City who him and his wife were robbed during a worship service of more than 1 million dollars in jewelry that they were wearing at the time
2: yeah so First, we heard that you know a bishop had been robbed during a worship service in Brooklyn, and we thought, oh my gosh. So then we decided to read read about it to figure out what happened. And then when <laughs> when we saw the figure that they had they had become separated from their one million dollars of jewelry during the encounter, we thought I think there's Something's... something more to this story. Okay.
1: So it turns out that there's a lot more to the story. Now, of course, the truth of the matter is the fact is he he was robbed of a million dollars in jewelry, but That sort of brought him to the forefront of law enforcement as they looked at this robbery. So his name is Lamore Whitehead and uh, robbed of of that fortune. He's a 44-year-old preacher who is known as Bishop Whitehead. He built a persona as the so-called Bishop Bling. Apparently, uh, he's under indictment because he bullied a businessman for $5,000 then tried to defraud him of far more than that, said Damian Williams, who is the United States attorney in Manhattan. Prosecutors have said that Whitehead offered to help one of his parishioners buy a new house, talking her into withdrawing more than $90,000 from her retirement account. He says, quote, I am a man of integrity and you will not lose. (laughs) He texted the woman, but the prosecutor said that he spent the money on luxury goods. When she asked for the money back, he said, sorry, it's too late. The indictment unsealed on Monday of this week said that Bishop Whitehead also tried to persuade the businessman to give him $500,000 and a stake in some real estate transactions. In return, Bishop Whitehead promised favorable actions from the city of New York that would make them millions, even though according to the indictment, he knew that he could not make good on that promise. Apparently, he has some Loose ties to the mayor Eric Adams of New York City. Oh, really? Which is where this, you know, favor was p- supposed to come from. Uh, Eric Adams uh, has distanced himself from the bishop on has. Monday. He said, "Quote: I've spent decades enforcing the law and expect everyone to follow it." Whitehead uh, made headlines as we said in July when a gunman appeared during a service at the Leaders of Tomorrow International Ministries Church. Whose sanctuary was above a Haitian restaurant? The service was shown on a live stream that went viral. Uh, two men were later arrested, but then federal authorities were already looking into this. Um,
2: so he's shaking down his parishioners, pretty much for tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, nice guy. That's good job preaching the gospel there. Good People grief, find their way in. that's pretty rough. Yeah, it is rough. Well, from the very start, there have been.
1: Charlatans, it, I mean, it's and, and, and grifters, they have,
2: and they have been inside the church. They have mm-hmm. not been outside. I mean, yes, they've been outside, but from the beginning, they've been inside. Right. Trust so, if, me. if you hear the story and you think the world's going to hell in a handbasket, this is the worst it's ever been. I don't no, know if it's the worst I, it's no. ever been. This is this is
1: that's a long, long yep. arc, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah, it's a long arc. Exactly. So. Uh, I don't know what you know. If that's your but apparently. He was sincere enough outwardly that people loved him and trusted him and wanted to shower him with gifts. Which
2: is why, which is what charlatan means. Yes. Because if if a charlatan isn't attractive in some way, then no one gives him anything. Right. But because they are, people say, oh, maybe this guy's onto something. And then that's that.
1: And so, of course, you know, uh, I'm reading this uh, article from the New York Times. What this does, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. that it opens up the door for ridicule from people who are non-believers, because then mm-hmm. everyone will say, "Well, look at those those Christians; they're fools. You know, how could they be so gullible? Right. This is, whole thing yeah, is all yeah, about part, you know money." And- you're
2: absolutely right about that. But who hasn't been part of a club, a a people group, a business, a church, or whatever? that is filled with somebody who makes an idiot out of the group. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's a hard concept for a well-reasoned, well well-meaning person to grasp.
1: Right. But there's something about the church-
2: That's supposed to be above that. That
1: makes, no, that makes it very rich soil oh, for those yeah, who are tuned pe- to right, that. Right, because people, that's people all.
2: want to hate on the church.
1: Because you want to lift up your pastor. You want to love and honor your pastor. And so as he presents as a holy person, you know, espousing the gospel of Jesus Christ, you want to honor that.
2: Not in this case.
1: Not in that case. Not in this Sorry. case. We
2: need to step away. When we come back, how many hours with family do you think Americans on average can tolerate over the holidays? We'll talk about it next.
5: I know. 101.5 W O R D F M Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. OKLG.
15: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The crisis at the U.S. border with Mexico plays out in court. And in some cities and towns around the country.
2: The federal government facing a deadline today to respond after the Supreme Court stepped in yesterday. The Chief Justice putting a temporary hold on the expiration of Title 42. The pandemic-era policy used to expel migrants without allowing them to request asylum. It was set to expire tomorrow, but several Republican-led states, including Texas, appealed to keep it. El Paso Mayor Oscar Leeser issued a state of emergency.
15: The shelters and waters are completely full today, and they believe that there's about uh, 20,000 people ready to, to come into El Paso.
2: I'm Julie Walker. President
15: Biden traveling to Mexico next month for a North American Leaders Summit meeting with Mexico's president and Canada's prime minister on January 9th and 10th. This is SRN News.
16: So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. And it's true, the typical family switching to MediShare saves 500 bucks or more a month, which is obviously huge for a lot of people. but What's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. There are 400,000 members. They've shared over $4 billion in medical bills, and it really is a great community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. And here's the thing. If you join MediShare Complete right now, they'll waive your new member fees, and you'll save an additional 10% off all of 2023. That's right. No fee to join. 10% off every month of next year, but it's a very limited time offer. You have to sign up before December 31st. Great savings. Great health care. Find out more. Call now. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE.
11: Attention! This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-279-7495. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-279-7495 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-279-7495. What do you have to lose? Call 800-279-7495. Again, 800-279-7495. I'm thankful
10: for the time I get to spend with my family during Christmas.
11: Christmas is a time for gratitude at Eaton
10: Christian Academy. I'm thankful for the opportunity that I get to spend time with those I love.
5: My favorite thing about the holiday season is seeing the look on my family's face when I give them a really good gift.
8: During the Christmas season, I'm thankful that I can see all of my family members I'm
0: thankful for the friends and relationships that I've made here at Eden. Merry
10: Christmas from your friends at Eden Christian Academy.
9: When Jenny discovered her husband's emotional affair, she was devastated. Thankfully, she found resources to heal her marriage.
12: I think focus on the family has been almost like a conduit to kind of pull together um, two lives that's been broken
9: I'm Jim Daly. Help us rescue hurting marriages and give families hope. Donate at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash family, and your gift will be doubled.
6: Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low of 20. Tomorrow, periods of clouds and sunshine with a high 37. Tomorrow night, becoming partly cloudy with a low 22. Wednesday, some sun, then turning cloudy with a high of 44, and Thursday, cloudy with a little rain and a high of 42. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
0: Welcome to another edition of the Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
1: I'll be home for Christmas. You can count on me. All right, so here it is. Christmas Eve is Saturday, and people by the droves will be traveling to be with their loved ones. Now, the good folks at Motel 6 commissioned a survey of some 2,000 people, and um, of those 2,000 people, they all said, yeah, we are visiting family for the holidays. They found that respondents would spend an average of three hours and 54 minutes with their families before they needed a moment to themselves. <laughs> Just a moment. Three
2: hours Three hours and 54 minutes. Right. That's, According to the survey. What, that's the, mac, the average maximum.
1: That you need to step away. <laughs> According to the survey, 75% of respondents will hit a point where they need time away from the crowd. <laughs> they can be creative in their ways of escaping. One in four is hidden in a relative's house to take a moment alone while 37% have gone so far as to make an excuse and leave the house altogether. Um... Of those surveyed, 95% believe it's important to spend the holidays with family. Two in five of those said um, they were planning to stay with a family, admit that it can be a stressful experience. The average respondent is staying with a family for three and a half days this holiday season, but the sleeping arrangements might be one reason that they are not staying longer. When hosting family, nearly 40% stay. 40% say that they are finding sleeping arrangements one of the most stressful parts mm-hmm. of preparing for guests. Because, you know, there's not enough space, right? You're sleeping on a sofa bed or something right, like that. Right, right, That's why Motel 6 did this uh, survey probably. While staying with the family, the top concerns were found to be a lack of privacy, 22% said that, family getting on your nerves, 20%, and drama between family members, 20%. That's in addition to feeling like they, they are imposing and having the house be too loud or busy.
17: And that makes sense, doesn't mm-hmm. it?
1: Now, you're going away to see family. Yes. Uh, but you are not staying with family.
2: No, there's not enough room in the inn for us. And so we are staying in the Airbnb. That's smart. Yeah. Well, we'll find out how smart I am because it might be... A, might be a, it's a, it's a there. Exactly. That's a crapshoot. You don't really know what it's going to be like. It looked good mm-hmm. online and it's rated well, so that has to be good. Uh, but it was. it was extremely reasonable which made me think that there might be a problem. Now
1: wait, were you were you going for the budget look?
2: I wasn't going for the budget look, but last year over Christmas, I we had to stay in a hotel. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, well, it's going to be Christmas, nobody's going to be at a hotel. I don't know what, I don't know why I thought that. The, the hotel was completely 100% booked. Whoa. And we had to pay over two hundred dollars a night mm-hmm. for uh, one room.
1: All four of you in one room.
2: Well, we had like a su- it was a, oh, sure, a place sure. that only had suites, so you right, had right. like thank goodness we had two rooms, but uh, it, was hor- it was it was yeah it was not great. So this is one fifty per night per night for a in a kind of like a barn. <laughs> it's the, way the more I oh, describe it, there's so, no the yeah. worst. Is- is um, there straw? It's a Manger? It's, it's in a barn mm-hmm. uh, that's been converted to, to have living quarters. It has like a living room, a kitchen. Mm-hmm. It has two bedrooms. One bedroom has a king-size bed. The other one has a pull-out futon. And there's a sofa downstairs for four of us. So there's for sure enough room. Yeah. I just really... Yeah. But it's a barn. It's a barn. But it's 150 bucks, And it's got to be better. It has to be better than last year. You don't think it you don't think it's going to be better than last. Well, you, you know, my,
1: You might be great, but you know my story. I mean, my first yeah. experience with an Airbnb. Right. I thought it was going to be great and then at 4:30 in the morning there was a rooster who stayed with us for the entirety of like, you know, the 6 days. Right. So you never know what you're walking into. But if it's got good ratings,
2: It does have good ratings. Have
1: you had contact with the host? No. Oh.
2: Just Airbnb saying, "Hey, your reservation's coming up, you mm. know, you're all paid up." you know, et cetera, et cetera. Because the
1: last place we stayed at, we did have contact. Hey, you guys, blah, yeah, blah, blah, I have, that i had that. that thing, I have, which I've made had you that. feel I'll, a little better.
2: Sure, sure. Sta- this will be my, maybe my fourth or fifth time doing an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And I have not had a bad experience yet. Now, I'm not saying that I won't, because anyone who's done it, you end up with one or two sooner or later. Well, I have not had one yet.
1: You would think... If you're going out of your way to create an Airbnb, it would behoove you to be the greatest host with the nicest place possible because well, you want ratings well, and continued yeah, of business. Yes. So it's in your, in your best interest.
2: We were just talking to two friends of ours last week. Remember their Airbnb story? Yeah. Yeah. Gunfire uh, erupted across the street. Right.
0: It's, it's not, not in Appalachia, is
2: it? Oh, no, it's not. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's in, you're in Jersey.
2: Yes. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't know there were barns in Jersey.
2: Oh, yeah. New Jersey is an agricultural yeah, yeah, state. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, there are barns.
1: I mean, Jersey's a mixed bag, isn't it?
2: Yeah. I mean, I
1: got a friend, you know, uh, heck, I, we lived in New York, New York City right across the river is Jersey. You know, there's like oil refineries in one end of the state. Yeah, it can be, and then there's farms in the... It it can it's be a small prof- state.
2: It can be profoundly ugly. Yeah, it But can. there are also some very pretty parts. So hopefully we're staying in a very pretty part. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. I don't know. Very good. One fifty a night? We'll find out. All right. We'll very, find out. All right. All right. We'll take a quick break. Come back. When we do come back, we are going to talk about... Uh, dreading christmas uh, this is from a perspective of people who come from abusive situations
2: people who are mourning others yep people who are sad for the holidays we'll talk about it next 101.5
5: word
11: turning point with david jeremiah for christmas says basically this that Almighty God did not stay in heaven to say I love you from a distance, but he came to earth to draw near to us so that he could be touchable and knowable. Dr. David Jeremiah continues his series, Why the Nativity, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7:30 on 101.5 W O R D.
18: Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil keeps going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a very active oil and gas operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Get this big tax deduction for 2022. Hurry before it's too late. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. This
1: Christmas season, have you wondered, where is the goodwill in the world today? May we remember that our hope is found in Christ, in his message of peace and goodwill for all people and among all people you are invited to Christ Church at Grove Farm as we share this message of hope at our Christmas candlelight services on December 23rd and 24th. Experience the joy and the hope of Christmas at Christ Church at Grove Farm.
10: favorite podcast platform. Rama Christian School is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through 8th grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rema aims to develop the whole child, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rema is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families. Accepting enrollment now for the current school year and opening soon for the 2023-24 school year. Visit rhemachristianschool.org.
1: So, of course, a lot of people are looking forward to this week, right? Christmas is coming and it can be a great celebration warm and friendly with family and friends. It's wonderful. But there's also a percentage of people who go, oh man, Christmas is here. And The chaos and the despair and the heartache and the all those things. Yeah, I do not want or need that in my life. Let this season go by ever so quickly. Tim Mulhoff is back with us again. Dr. Mulhoff is a professor of communications at Biola University. He's the author of Winsome Conviction, Disagreeing Without Dividing the Church. It's a winner of the Award of Merit in Christianity Today's Best Books of 2022 list. He's also written several wonderful things. We'll, We'll talk about that as the conversation goes on. But Tim, thanks for being with us here today.
17: Well, it's great to be back with you guys. Hey, what temperature is it right now in Pittsburgh? Stop it. You're troublemaking you. Troublemaker no, you. I, it's going to make a point. It's going to make a very good point. I'm
2: going to guess it's 21. 21?
17: 31. It is 76 degrees, and I was thinking a sweatshirt was too much when I walked out the door. Get out of here. This
1: week, it's going to yeah. go to 7. It's going to be 7. And I,
17: <laughs> now I'm from detroit oh, okay so I you know. Yeah. i i I get it but here here's the point that was just driven home to me i I went to Colorado I was on a focus on the family uh they interviewed me for one of my books and um it was freezing mm. And I forget that living in California. Yeah. Like you do walk out of California and you go, well, honey, I guess it's time to put up the Christmas lights, even <laughs> though it's like 72 degrees and yeah. does not feel like Christmas. So it's good to go back to a part of the country that really experiences this winter time in a radically different way. And I've been working at domestic violence shelters for the last three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And what has hit me the most, John and Kathy is valentine's day christmas these are thanksgiving are absolutely dreaded by people that are in abusive situations or outside of abusive situations it is just not a time that they look forward to and they and they just dread it so so good for me to step out of my marriage and my family situation where it'll be a blast you know, Christmas is a time we look forward to. And just remember, there's a lot of people in our country who th- – this is a really, really hard time. And, all, and, and I would just challenge your listeners, watch the commercials on television from the perspective of a person who dreads Christmas, Valentine's Day, Thanksgiving, and all the guilt it heaps upon you that you start to feel like I- I'm the only person in the country who's not going to have this joyous mm-hmm. – picture-perfect Christmas, and and I, so that's just, I, I don't, I, I hesitated to make this my topic because I didn't want to be a downer, but for so many people, it is a really hard season, and for us to minister to them, I think we should, we should go, we shouldn't assume that everybody's looking forward to Christmas, let's put it that yeah, way. That is
2: for sure, that is for sure. Uh, the I remember uh, when my dad got sick, uh, the first Christmas and you know, uh, Christmas is a, in Polish families, um, I'm sure this is the case in many other ethnicities as well. Um, the rituals of Christmas are super important um, especially families that didn't grow up with a lot of money. Um, the ritual is even more important because that's what the celebration is. You know, you can't afford a lot of presents. And so the food that you make or, you know, whose house you go to or whatever is just super important. Um, all the years that my, uh, my dad was growing up, my, my mom, and then all the years I was growing up and the first year that he got sick, Uh, was a real, uh, I I was really, really sad, really sad. Um, but then all the years after that, when he, when both of my parents were sick and we were in and out of hospitals and, uh, all those sorts of things, I just grew to hate Christmas. I just did. I mean, once it got to the middle of November, I was like, uh, and then I wouldn't really come out of that until the beginning of January because it's just, you feel this overwhelming pressure to do things, to uh, feel things, and, y- you, you know, it's just not going to happen for you, and you know it's not going to happen for you, and so you're like, oh my gosh, just make it end. Um, I think a lot of people feel that way, Tim.
17: Yeah, and I think we need to spiritually prepare for that, like knowing that this season is coming, because we know Facebook depression is for real. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm here at Biola University, and we have the Rosemead School of Psychology, and they have come out really regularly and said, hey, constant uh, exposure to Facebook really does foster a deeper sense of depression mm-hmm. because you're constantly comparing yourselves to people's best days. So I do think for all of us heading into you know the holiday season, I would say prepare in two ways. One, prepare emotionally and spiritually that no doubt Satan is going to want to use this time to discourage you, to say you're the only Couple, you're the only family that had an argument on Christmas Day, which just is not true. But that's how Satan works. He tends to isolate us and he says, Hey, you're the only people struggling. I mean, it's the birth of your Savior for crying out loud and you're feeling gloomy and disappointed. So to reject Satan's influence, I think, would be a great thing to do heading into the season. And then, second, inquire how people are doing. Just to say, Hey, as you're heading in, How are you doing this Christmas? And and invite people into that so that they can say, you know, okay, but – so let me just say my university just had a bunch of layoffs. (laughs) We just had a – this happened last week. And and so not to assume that people are doing well um, and and just to, you know, grab a moment and just say to them, hey, how are you you doing? This could be a, a tough season and invite them. Into that conversation, I think, could be very healing. Hmm,
3: That's good.
1: I mean, I wonder what percentage of people are suffering, right? I mean, if you were honest with people, everybody wants to be, because everybody wants to feel good.
17: Everybody wants to
2: have a good time. I bet it's over 50%. 50% or more. I bet it is. I bet it is.
17: Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and I would I would find so I work with a group called OC United. This awesome group that helps run these domestic violence shelters. They work with foster kids. They work with the homeless. So I bet you, if you went up to any uh, place like that that you know of in your community, any place that seeks to help the disenfranchised, the un, uh, you know, the people who need help, and you walked into those doors and just said, "Hey, do you guys need anything? Is there anything we can do?" To help my church, my family—I um, uh, I, I know OC United would fall over backwards. They would just say, "My gosh, of course we can use help with this or that or, or whatever." And, and I'm not necessarily talking financially, although, you know, I, I really feel convicted as of late. The amount of money the Muhlfahs spend on Christmas mm-hmm. could feed a small island nation. I mean, it's, it's, it's so, so we need to, we need to back off that a little bit yeah. and get some perspective and say, Hey guys, m- maybe we do something else. Like maybe we don't go crazy with gifts and maybe we try to sh- channel that money Uh, So the chair of my department, I just got a Christmas gift. I just walked in my office and she said, uh, in your name, I donated to the Dream Center, which is one of the biggest biggest homeless shelters in Skid Row. Hmm. So I I really love that. In your name, a donation was given. Uh, to the Dream Center. And I thought, boy, what a great gift. Hmm. And so that's kind of got me thinking this Christmas season of of helping the Mielhof family think outside of our own boundaries as we head into this season.
1: Nice. And I'm sure, Tim, you know, members of your family will, will hear this and go, okay, Dad, you go first, right? I mean... <laughs>
17: <laughs> yeah, i always hesitate to share these things because listeners please hear me when i say yeah. my kids are not like it is so awesome to live with socrates or saint augustine this is just we love this we love dad no yeah no they do not react that way no we um, suffer the same thing because
1: oh, yeah, of course you know, here we are talking you know yeah believe me just
2: last night my younger daughter was talking to a friend on the phone i walked past the room and she was like Yeah, I can't tell you how many things that happened to me when I was growing up ended up on the radio. Yeah, right, right, right.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
17: Oh, that's right. Oh, I mean, it's that's all show true. prep. That's a life that. is. Okay,
1: so, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I love your point, and of course it is true, but I'm sure, you know, people who are, you know, working in the shelters or people, you know, who spent, they go, well, yeah, of course, at Thanksgiving and Christmas, we have a flood of people wanting. But what happens in February or what happens in June when we, we, really, we need to help and there's no one
17: to be found? Well, thank you, Mr. Downer. For- <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to slap you back into reality. <laughs> no, I would absolutely agree with that. But let the first start be, right? Take the yeah, first step. And the first step would be the obvious one. You know, when Thanksgiving comes, when Christmas comes. I, I think that's great to pond the pump. But no, John, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. It's to also mark it in your calendars right now. That yeah, when when um, March comes, uh, pop in on that that uh, homeless shelter and ask them how they're doing, yeah. right? But um, so I love that. But let's take the obvious low hanging fruit and then make a commitment to say we're going to pop in regularly with this particular ministry.
1: Yeah, that's good. Okay, so Tim, now I want to go back to so your ministry that you're involved with. You're saying that you're working with women mostly that are that are you know fleeing abusive relationships. Is that true?
17: They're either in it for a multitude of reasons. Sometimes it's the kid, uh, children. Sometimes it's financial uh, situations. Sometimes it's emotional attachment or women who have left and are trying to piece their lives together as they work through the courts, as they work through therapy. And what I do is I come in and teach them verbal de-escalation skills and physical self-defense skills if, if, if a dangerous situation presents itself. Awesome. And then John and Kathy, you know what honestly this is morphed into is self-esteem. Mm. Th- these poor women, their self-esteem has been ripped to shreds. And so I'm trying via the scriptures to say, listen, it doesn't matter what your abuser thinks about you. Here's what God thinks about you. And trying to lay that biblical foundation for both Christian and non-Christian women and Um, it's a world I never anticipated stepping into, but when I got my black belt, I was introduced to a woman named Donna who said, listen, I can't pay you a dime, but I want you to come and speak to my women. And I've just fallen in love with these, these women. And, and let me just say this, it's everywhere. So any of your listeners, you just do a Google search for shelters, for, a. um, People in need and and many needs are going to present themselves. And this is where I think we can involve the families and to say, hey, let's be other centered this holiday, because when we become overly me centered, I think that opens the door for disappointment and feeling discouraged. But we but man, we know derived happiness when you set out to help other people or find a cause external to the family, mm-hmm. there's a ton of psychological studies that show happiness is a derivative. You can't tackle it head on. It's something that happens as you're doing something else. That's really good.
1: And, you know, and I'm sure this is true for a lot of people, right? I was talking to my brother the other day, and my brother said, you know, uh, my, my one grandkid, he has everything. So it's difficult for me to buy for him because, you know, like... 364 days of the year, he has abundance times a thousand. So Christmas comes and I go, well, what would you like? And it, you know, it's kind of hard to cross that T dot that I cause he's got too much already.
17: Yeah, I, well, I agree. And I, so here's something I did, John and Kathy, this was one of these horrible things that I just thought was a brilliant idea. So there's a, there's a website called globalrichlist.com hmm. where all you do is you go to the website and you punch in your salary. So, so whatever um, you're making, this can work for college students for a summer job. I mean, take their summer income, punch it into GlobalRichList.com, and they'll compare you to farmers in Zimbabwe. Oh, cool. I mean, this is the GlobalRichList.com. And I guarantee you most of your listeners would be in the top 3%, sure. top 5%, 3%. So I, I did this one, one Christmas. <laughs> And the kids are, and it's kind of a cool graphic because it shows you where you are. Yeah. And I said, okay, when Jesus talks about the rich young ruler, he's talking about us. We are the rich young rulers. Yep. What should we do with our wealth? And that was an interesting, again, this is after, you know, not guilting them about the presence they got, and, but, but, to, but to say, guys, the fact that we get to do this, what else can we do? And I thought that was I thought that was a great conversation, um, just to have after the celebrations over, and you're not guilting the kids. And but then to say, okay, guys, what can we, what can we do now that we're the rich young ruler of the world? What's our next steps? And I, I think those are valuable conversations to have uh, if you find yourself this season in a place where economically you're in a pretty good place. And again, I'm not assuming all your listeners are there. Some of your listeners are like, hey. We need help and, and thank God for places you can go to get help. But but some of us, when you look at the global rich list dot com, we, there is accountability with the blessings that God has given us. That's
2: good. As Dr. Tim Muehlhoff, check out his latest book, Winsome Conviction, Dis- Disagreeing Without Dividing the Church. Tim, um, I'm thinking of you telling your boys that story and them saying, Dad. uh, <laughs> Please. But I also, but I also trust that the message got in there. Uh, we want to wish you a super happy, uh, joyous Christmas, you and your family, Tim. And we we're, love having we're you as so a guest. Grateful for what you've contributed to the show this year.
17: Well, I've really just loved being with you guys, and let me just say, God's goodness is evident this season because the Detroit Lions.
2: I know better might than the Steelers. The-
17: if stop it now just stop older,
16: you know this it's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses just watching your hard-earned dollars flying out the window well here's something that can really help and it's worth taking a minute to look into medishare as a new option it's called medishare 65 plus and medishare is a community of christians who share each other's health care bills it really is a community too people encourage and pray for each other MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years, and you can use your Medicare-approved doctor, and you also get telehealth 24-7 service, so you don't have to leave your home for the little stuff. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're easy to talk to. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55 at paid for by OpenChar Concepts. Attention
11: firefighters, members of the military, and airport workers. For decades, first responders and firefighters at military bases and airports used a chemical-based foam to fight fires. Studies have shown that chemicals used to make aqueous film-forming foam, or AFFF, are highly toxic to humans and have been associated with several types of cancer. If you or someone you know was exposed to AFFF and were diagnosed with any of these cancers, including kidney, bladder, prostate, pancreatic, lymphoma, leukemia, testicular, and neuroendocrine then you should call us immediately because you may be entitled to significant cash compensation call us at 800-515-8809 our experienced attorneys will fight to get you the compensation you deserve and you pay nothing unless we get a recovery in your favor time is limited to file a claim so call us now 800-515-8809 operators are standing by 24 7 so don't wait 800-515-8809 that's 800-515-8809 again 800-515-8809
6: that hailstorm really did some damage to the house, honey. I know, and so close to Christmas. What are we going to do? Well, you know, our neighbor Eric said Bachman's Roofing helped him with his insurance claim and walked him through each step of the process.
2: Maybe we should call them, too. Eric's wife did say Bachman's
6: are local storm experts. Can we ask them about saving with solar roofing? I think that's a great
9: idea. Call Bachman's Roofing and Solar at 412-744-8390 or go to pittsburgh.bachmansroofing.com.
5: Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. New message. Your social
7: security number has been suspended not contact us. Your account will be deactivated. Scammers are aggressive when they contact a potential victim. Social Security Administration employees will never threaten you for information or promise benefits in exchange for information. In those cases, the call is fraudulent and you should just hang up. Don't provide any personal or financial information to these thieves. Call the Social Security Fraud Hotline at 1-800-269-0271.
6: Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low of 20. Tomorrow, periods of clouds and sunshine with a high 37. Tomorrow night, becoming partly cloudy with a low 22. Wednesday, some sun, then turning cloudy with a high of 44. And Thursday, cloudy with a little rain and a high of 42. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
2: Does this make sense?
1: Does what make sense? Tinsel. Yes, one hundred percent. Tinsel. <laughs> put on the tree.
2: Yep.
1: One strand at a time.
2: You mean like the little skinny, not not no, like the long not the garland. Big,
1: no, I'm talking about the little package you buy with the little maybe that's like eighteen inches long or so. One strand at a time, placed very carefully it looks beautiful it makes sense to me No, you're talking about the, nope, the garland i'm thing
2: talking ta- about the little yeah yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: The, the problem is in july you'll f- find one you know somewhere under sure. the couch or whatnot uh-huh. they, they, they tend not to to go away mm-hmm. i like tinsel mm-hmm. do you think it makes sense
2: it's so nonsensical what there's nothing i can't what? Where did we come up with that idea? It's
1: like bling for your tree. It's weird. No, it's not. No, it, it I is. think it's
2: pretty. No. I like it. No. It's no, sparkly. No, It's, it's sparkly. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of things are sparkly, and that's not necessarily a good I like thing. I, I am going to say that tinsel is the epitome of, like, how how we wreck the holiday.
1: Oh, come on. No. I what think, are you talking?
2: I think... I. How we wrecked your, your cat eats that. Of course, you don't have a cat right now. Then it's also your dog eats it. It's a big uh, disaster. Not like what a whole about bag of what it. about Pip the bird? What about if Pip eats the tinsel? It's going to be bad. Love you, Pip. I'm t- <laughs> I, I'm coming down on the side of Man. no, no okay. tinsel. It doesn't make sense, John.
1: A uh, humbug. No. Uh, or right, does this make sense? Mm-hmm. The Christmas tree air freshener.
2: The one hey. in the car. Yeah.
1: You see them everywhere. People have them, you know. I want to like it, like oh look, there's a little Christmas tree. <laughs> but then I, you smell it and you think that's nasty. Yeah, there's a, a certain odor that you're gonna go, mm, mm-hmm. no, that's whatever's underneath the odor of the Christmas tree air freshener. That can't be good. And so by you hanging that thing up there, I don't think it's helping anybody. Does it make sense? Uh, does it make any? Does it make? I'm sure. Does it make sense to you?
2: It doesn't, John. There's this particular. Note of artificial badness that you get when you open the door and someone has the Christmas tree.
1: But when I go to the car wash, they're selling them for a couple of bucks and I go,
2: yeah, I'd like to have one of those. Yeah, but you resist it, right? Yeah. Because you know, in your heart of hearts, it doesn't make sense.
1: But they sell them like in all these different colors and flavors. But John, do you know? It doesn't make any
2: sense. It doesn't make any sense, John. And i I, I got to be honest, tinsel doesn't either. Pro
9: tinsel here. Get out of here. Good for the environment as well.
5: 101.5 WORD.
9: It's pretty normal for feelings of wedded
10: bliss to fade over time. In fact, that's when your relationship with your spouse can truly blossom. On the next Focus on the Family, Dr. Julie Slattery joins us to explain how you can use your power as a wife to build a more fulfilling marriage. Next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD.
14: First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000.
0: Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial
15: advisor before investing. Call
14: 800-900-8000.
15: For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen the images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Just $30 a month can help save children for less than a dollar a day whether it's providing emergency nutrition or protecting children fleeing from the war in Ukraine or a child in need in any of the other 120 countries around the world where save the children works, your $30 a month can change everything for a child who's suffering. Call 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. Or give online at savechildrentoday.org Your local radio
9: stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters.
1: I love this time of year because it's the season of lists, right? I mean, best movies, best music, um, top photography of the year. Uh, Today, the Associated Press published um, uh, pop culture moments in 2022, and they dubbed it the year of the slap. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The Year of the Slap. Of course, um, I saw it live.
3: I Did saw you? it.
2: Remember, I was watching it as well, but I was watching it on delay. Oh, right. And you said, can you believe that? And I said, don't tell me. Right. Because I, I didn't know what it was going to be. I I had no idea. Yeah.
1: You were well but behind. Like I an was, hour or like so.
2: Maybe a half hour. Yeah. And I was, it was shocked.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's still kind of hard to to envision what happened at that event, and uh, I mean,
2: how uh, how unaware of your environment could you be to do that?
1: I, I don't know. At I, the Oscars, I can't even comment on, on national the state of mind. and
2: international television and all of the video. That the internet can support.
1: Well, okay, so a lot of months went by. Uh, was it last week or two weeks ago, Will Smith came out. Well, who was he? I forget
2: uh, what he, uh, I think he was. Uh,
1: he was on somebody, somebody's talk show. Yeah, I don't said, remember. And said basically. Conan? No, Conan's gone. No, I don't remember. Uh, but he said basically, which is no surprise, I just snapped. You think? Yeah. So how do you, and not, not that it really matters, rehabilitate your self in the public eye does it matter when you see will smith you know does that make an impact
2: yes that's all i think about <laughs> sorry i mean i loved hitch he's got but... a new
1: movie out that's gotten middling reviews yeah, right um emancipation i would imagine that it's a bonus for this year's oscars
2: i'm people... sure more people are going to tune in and say well what could happen next
1: right I, and i'm sure it's great comic fodder for who's hosting who even knows right
2: uh i know who some guy i've never heard of is hosting the golden globes i'd have i Maybe don't it'll even be the same for the oh uh i think it's um jimmy kimmel who's hosting the oscars okay
1: uh, yeah i don't it doesn't really matter All right i'm just going to watch cuz anyway the year the slap um what happened here when you look back at you know the, the year is there anything that kind of stands out other than that um, Grammy time uh, John John Baptiste one big Baptiste, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, in May uh, cocktails at the Met gala
2: oh yeah of course because that those are all the photographs that you see plastered all over the internet
1: somebody showed up like uh, dressed like Marilyn Monroe right, right. They were wearing a dress like mm-hmm. that um, Top Gun Maverick opened never saw it that's a great film.
2: Yeah, I never saw it. It's an excellent I feel bad. movie. I, I wish I would have seen that. It's
1: a perfect drive-in movie, Yeah, which is where we saw it. Of course, um, uh, the Johnny Depp thing. Oh, th- right. That, that whole trial. trial uh, that was a pop thing. Um, Benifer part two. Oh, give right? me
2: a giant mm-hmm. break.
1: Uh, what else happened? Uh, oh, the Queen died in uh, in August. Yeah. 96, it. was a giant moment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh who else what happened oh the harvey weinstein trial the oh my night. gosh that
2: photograph that i saw today i oh my he'll God. never see the light of day no and it, it's just you're watching a, a person unravel i'm not i'm not saying it's undeserved it's just it it's so tragic Ach. and I'm not saying I'm feeling, I I am feeling bad for him. I'm feeling bad for everybody. I'm I'm feeling bad for every. I'm just, when you see someone who is living the results of what they've done all these years, it's still tragic. It's still tragic.
1: I mean, it's, you know, it's just the epitome of excess. If you are that position of huge power in, you know, the capital of glitter of the world in Hollywood, and you're at the beck and call of any starlet that you seem to prey on, you get what's coming to you.
2: Yeah, and I, you know, I was thinking when I was looking at that photograph this morning, that there are so many instances in life and so many places in the world where justice is never done. Oh, more people, often than not, don't you? You think? know, so many people, countless millions of people, live in governments that don't enforce any type of penal system around the world. And so people are victimized in unthinkable ways. And there's never in this side of glory, there's never any justice that they see.
1: And everybody knows it. Right.
2: And so they just go about living their life, knowing that they're that the person who did this to them is never going to be brought to justice. So when I saw Weinstein today, I thought I took a moment. And I thanked God that I lived in a country where there is some justice. It's not full. It's not complete. And there are tens of thousands
1: of miscarriages
2: and of justice m- and untold millions who have gotten away with whatever. But in this instance, justice is being done. A lot of the times
1: justice is served in this country. Say what you will, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You can make a, a, an argument, of course, for the other side as well. All the miscarriages of justice. But yeah, yeah, and. More often than not, you have confidence that the legal system, in some ways, works fair. Of course, that's open to interpretation.
2: The AP also today came out with uh, their list of people who we've lost this year, who are in the public eye. Uh, We're calling influential people who passed away. I'm going to give you uh, some names here as I go through the list. Uh, Dan Reeves, he died at 77. Denver Broncos coach? Exactly. Don't
1: you hate it when someone dies and you think, Oh, I thought they were already dead. Yeah. The, which is horrible. It
2: is horrible. Right. Is. Did you think that about Dan? No. Okay. Uh, Peter Bogdanovich died oh. at 82. Sidney Potier, uh at 94. Wow. Uh, Bob Saget. Remember that? Bob whole Saget. Sad yeah, story? yeah, sure, sure, died sure. Died at 65.
1: Wait, uh, Sidney Potier, uh I remember being a kid and seeing my first, uh, like, you know, Lilies of the Fields. And Sydney Poitier pl- played a sort of like a handyman, and <laughs> my aunt Patsy took me to see this film, and he sort of gets roped into building a church for a bunch of of nuns. It's a wonderful movie. Yeah. Lilies of the Field. Uh huh.
2: It's a wonderful movie, and Never he's he's great
1: in it. Very funny and very earnest. It's a really w- w- wonderful film. Yeah.
2: Uh, Ronnie Spector. Oh yeah. Died sure. at seventy eight. Mm, yeah. Uh, the wall of sound, right? Mm hmm. Uh, meatloaf died at 74.
1: Now, see, again, I would think, oh, what? when Meatloaf died, I was like,
2: oh, I thought he's been dead for decades. Yeah. Right? Oh, there's yeah. Meatloaf. I wasn't a big fan. You? Not, no, uh, no, not. really.
1: No. I like Meatloaf. I mean, the, the dish.
2: <laughs> Louis Anderson uh, passed away at 68.
1: Again, I thought Louis Anderson had died a long time ago. See, it just goes to show you. Howard Hessman. Oh, WKRP. Died, yep, died at 81. One of the great sitcoms of all time. And of course, mm-hmm. centered around a radio station. Loved it.
2: Yeah. Um, PJ O'Rourke. Oh, yeah. Died at 74. Author, satirist.
1: A Rolling Stone magazine. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Always had long features. Yeah. A ton of books. Very funny guy.
2: Uh, Sally Kellerman. Mash. Right.
1: Uh, Hot Lips.
2: Hot Lips, full hand. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly right. Um, Alan Ladd Jr., Oscar-winning producer and studio boss who greenlit Star Wars.
1: Okay, Alan Ladd was married to Betty White.
2: No way. Yeah.
1: Alan Ladd was famous for what game show?
2: Uh, Password. Okay, maybe. I think so,
1: yeah. Yeah, I was reading about this the other day because I, I I knew this, but then you forget, you know, that Alan Ladd and Betty White lived together in a beautiful home in Hollywood. It was sold after Betty White died for $10 million for the express purpose of someone bulldozing it
2: because they hated it so much. No, they were going to, oh. you know, they're going oh. to. So want someone the property paid ten million dollars just for the to to, to, to to tear the house down. Yep,
1: and they showed, you know, they, oh, there's she would be heartbroken to see her beautiful house being bulldozed. Oh my, that's Hollywood. That's Harvey Weinstein. Gosh. That's what people. Oh, that's right, so Anything's sick. possible. I got the that's cash. So, I got the influence of the power. Just, yeah. That's
2: such a gross use of money, yeah. isn't it? Emilio Delgado at eighty-one. He was uh, Luis on Sesame Street. Oh yeah, sure. Remember that um, William Hurt?
1: Bill, oh, yeah, died son. at William Hurt.
2: seventy-one. Do you
1: have a Do you have any connection to William Hurt at all?
2: Um, broadcast news. Broadcast news. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Albert uh, Brooks uh, okay. was. <laughs> And Holly Hunter—that's a funny movie. I don't even
2: remember that movie. I just remember him in it.
1: <laughs> Albert Brooks having to get on camera and he—you know—wasn't comfortable. He's doing this flop sweat. I mean, he was like, "Oh, it's funny stuff."
2: Madeline Albright.
1: Oh yeah, sure. Secretary of State for yep. many, many years.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. Died at eighty-four. Mm-hmm. Um, Estelle Harris. She was um, George Costanza's George Costanza's oh, mom. Yeah. On Seinfeld. This, didn't his, uh, she died at ninety-three?
1: Didn't his dad die this year too? George. Yes. St- yeah. Yep. Yep, Jerry Stiller.
2: Yep, Jerry Stiller. Fabulous. Gilbert Gottfried at sixty-seven. I love
1: Gilbert Gottfried.
2: Did you see? I didn't have. Yeah, him, like, yeah. I used to see him.
1: Gilbert. God- <laughs> I used to see Gilbert Gottfried when I lived in New York City. He would. Uh, so I, it must have been in my neighborhood. I mean, I would regularly see him and go, "Oh,
18: there's Gilbert Gottfried."
1: <laughs> like I knew the guy, right? But, you know, you would see him walking on the street.
2: And know. okay, and he was like a a normal yeah, nice friendly guys. guy. You know, yeah. Orin Hatch at 88. Whoa. Longest serving Republican yeah, and senator and senator in history. Naomi Judd. Oh. That was very sad at mm-hmm. 76. Mm-hmm. Um, how about
1: wait, uh, this is a little side. How about the rash of deaths, whether through drug overdose mm-hmm. or suicide? You know, regularly, like almost daily. Oh, this person died, they were 40. This person died, they were 32. Can you
9: believe that? I know. Is
1: that
2: a new phenomenon? Seems or is that like just it me? to me. No, it seems like it to it me. It does feel that way. Like, there's a like, lot of
0: excess deaths. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Like, like Twitch, that did you know Twitch, mm. who just passed, who no, just died by suicide? Twitch, Twitch was uh, oh, the one dancer. Of, yeah. So you think Ellen you can DeGeneres. dance? Generous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she yeah, was yeah. on. I don't know him from Ellen Show, but I knew him from So You Think You Can Dance. An incredibly talented person. Uh, Forty. Died at 40 years old from suicide. That was heartbreaking to see that. Uh, Mickey Gillie died at 86. Oh,
1: uh, Urban Cowboy. Urban, oh
3: boy. Yeah.
2: yeah. How about that?
1: You don't. You don't. You know. Know that film. No connection I with can't, that. Uh, you can't overstate the significance of that film. That really? was co- sort of like the country Saturday Night Fever. And of course they st- they started uh, the same guy John oh, Travolta. Okay. It was gigantic. I mean, guys like you know living in Shady Side were wearing cowboy hats. That kind of thing. It was like what? Yeah, yeah there was like this big cowboy resurgence.
2: Uh, Vangelis. Remember? Oh, he yeah. Did of Fire.
1: My kid loves Vangelis really? soundtracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: He was 79. Uh, Ray Liotta.
1: Loved Ray Liotta. Died at 67. Uh, what a fine actor. Sure was. And he, Ray Liotta is kind of a guy who always played sort of like, you know, the dangerous bad guy. But if you would see Ray Liotta on Conan or something, he was a total and complete goofball. Like, super lovable.
2: I don't believe I ever saw him. In oh, movies.
1: really? Uh, the first time I saw him, I was like, that's the guy? I mean, that's, you know, that's fellows. Just a really funny, really breezy, uh, sweet guy. James Khan Love James Caan.
2: Died at 82.
1: Godfather, of course. Rollerball.
2: Uh, Brian Song.
1: Mm-hmm, right? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Shinzo Abe, the former prime minister of Japan who was shot
3: mm-hmm, at yeah. the
2: campaign speech. I mean, that was... Holy smokes. Remember? That was absolutely Assassination. Yeah. shocking. Um, Ivana Trump. Yeah, that, died at 73 that
1: was a sad story mm-hmm. it wasn't
2: it tragic she did right? have a sad story yeah and Paul Sorvino at 83 speaking of Goodfellas
1: loved him and his daughter Marina it was Marina? Marina
2: no uh, Mia Mia Sorvino so, right exactly. Nice. exactly so she did not pass away
1: alright
2: anyway also Bill Russell died at 88 NBA great
1: Bill Russell man talk about oh and Vince
2: Scully remember 94 oh
1: Vince Scully yeah the dean of broadcasters, baseball, football, but primarily Dodger baseball. Anyway, God bless them all. Take a quick break. Come back. It's right home is excited to bring you the biggest bedding sale ever, just in time for Christmas. Hey, it's John Hall. Get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases for only $9.98 and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more, all with the biggest discount Ever, They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gift for your friends, your family, everyone you know. So, go to mypillow.com, use promo code WORD, or call 800 391 0954. You'll get huge discounts on all my pillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bedsheets for as low as $29.98. And get all your shopping done now while quantities last. For the
3: best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com.
18: Most of us think about praying during life's big moments what about the ordinary moments? God is just as present then, and the book Every Moment Holy will help you acknowledge him in the routines of life. You'll find more than a 100 prayers to pray while cooking or doing chores or shopping. Request Every Moment Holy today from Truth for Life at truthforlife.org donate. Hey everybody, Greg Laurie from A New Beginning. I'm
11: encouraging you right now to turn off the negativity and instead turn on a positive message of God's love for you. And you can do that with a OnePlace.com app. You can listen to my messages anytime, anywhere, even offline. So start renewing your mind today with the truth from God's word. Go to your Apple or Google app store and search for OnePlace and download it now. I'm thankful for the
10: time I get to spend with my family during Christmas. Christmas is a time for gratitude at Eden Christian Academy. I'm thankful for the opportunity that I get to spend time with those I love.
5: My favorite thing about the holiday season is seeing the look on my family's face when I give them a really good gift.
8: During the Christmas season, I'm thankful that I can see all of my family members in one place.
0: I'm thankful for the friends and relationships that I've made here at Eden. Merry Christmas
10: from your friends at Eden Christian Academy.
9: Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org.
5: Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Mm.
2: Couple more people who passed away. Okay, I, right. Mikhail Gorbachev died this year. Remember, We've, yeah, we didn't wh- talk wh- about that. That. Uh, that was in the fall, sometime maybe September. Huh. Ramsey Lewis died at eighty-seven. My favorite uh, jazz pianist. Mm. A Kenneth Starr. Oh yeah, sure. Died at seventy-six. Bernard Shaw.
1: Bernard Shaw. Remember? CBS yep.
2: News. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh huh. At eighty-two. And then he went to CNN.
1: Right, he did. Yeah, but he uh, was like a mainstay. A huge. Loretta Lynn. Oh, Loretta Lynn. At ninety. Nice,
2: Angela Lansbury at ninety six.
1: Excellent.
2: And what about Robbie Coltrane, who played oh. Hagrid in uh, Harry Potter?
1: Yeah, young. He's
2: seventy two. Oh, 72. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, <I don't> not
1: <laughs> How about somebody dies? Angela- someone dies who's like your age, you know? And you go,
2: oh, 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 <laughs> I,
1: I, I, oh, geez, he's, he's that's my age. That guy. What's
2: your favorite Angela Lansbury movie? Do you did you like Angela? Lansbury? Yeah. Uh, I've she- never I never saw Murder She Wrote a single time. Gaslight. Oh right,
1: she plays a maid, and she's, she's young. I mean, it's she's fabulous. You've never seen it? No. Oh, it's it's really wonderful. It's on often. It's on a, a TCM, Turner Classic Movies. She's wonderful. And who would have thought she would have had that? You know, I know long then,
2: career. Right. And look at her singing in Beauty yeah. and the Beast. And, right. I mean, murders <laughs> she wrote. How many up? Epith- there's like a
0: thousand. I don't think I've ever seen one. Me neither. No. Can't tell you like- how many times I I watched. Um, Bread, bed knobs and broomsticks. Oh, oh of course, with the kids. I forgot oh, yeah, about I that. that <laughs> I love that movie. Lo- and how- the grandkids now.
2: Yeah, right. of course. How about, Good job. Um, how about Maltese Falcon?
0: Oh yeah. Yep. Mm hmm.
2: She's scary in she that. She's
1: yeah. very scary in that. Yeah. What a career. Yeah. Ninety six.
2: Yeah, and her singing and uh, beauty has yeah. a teacup, Wait, sugar, how how the teacup is or Mrs. Potts. I mean,
1: the thing I sent you about the um, Golden Girls pop up. Right. I mean. Have you heard about this? No. So the Golden Girls pop-up is a thing where they recreate the set of the Golden Girls sitcom. And then you go and you can have like a meal, drinks, like New York City, Miami.
2: That's so weird. I mean,
1: San Francisco.
2: Our former producer, Christy, is all of a sudden, it's like all her dreams have come true.
1: The Golden Girls. I never saw an episode Me of Me neither. Or Murder, Murder, She Wrote.
2: Me neither. But Angela Lansbury wasn't a Golden Girl.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, of course.
2: Yeah, yeah she <laughs> yeah. wasn't. That was.
1: How did I get on that cha- tangent? Because
2: Angela Lansbury died at ninety six. Oh, right. yeah. This year. All
0: right. Bed knobs and broomsticks. <laughs>
1: it's a <laughs> good movie.
2: Mrs.
0: Harris funny. goes to Paris. That's another one I've.
1: Oh, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Harris. Harris.
0: Yeah. Something yeah. Like that. Harris.
2: She was she a stage actor?
0: Oh, she sure was.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, Maine? Auntie Maine.
2: Mame, mm-hmm. right. Okay. She was also, she killed her voice. Isn't that what, we need a little Christmas right this very yep. minute?
1: Right, exactly.
2: <laughs> Candles in the window, carols Can you Imagine,
1: I mean, how many, what, the career, she started off, She's probably 20, right? And she was one of those neophytes who was just never took a class, never really just born really? to the natural aspect. Isn't that amazing? The, yes, it is. People like that. I mean, you go, what the heck? Just a gift and found the outlet for the gift. Yeah. That's fabulous. Yeah. All right, we don't end on a down note like retired. No, talking about of course. Well she,
2: had, well, she had a great. She had a great. She had a great life. Yeah, she did. She watched the Maltese Falcon tonight and get freaked out. A <laughs>
1: no, bit. no. Uh, you could watch. Um, you could watch the Christmas Story.
2: Oh yeah, or you
3: could Please watch, Elf watch that.
2: Or White Christmas. Sure. Yeah. Miracle on Thirty. Wonderful. Rudolph. Life. It's time to watch Charlie Brown. i
3: Yeah. Okay. You have to
2: have it. Apple to watch Charlie Brown now.
1: Merry Christmas. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group.
10: This is Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. When the Soviet Union fell, the archives were opened and all the world could see the corruption of the regime well-documented by its own bureaucracy